Welcome to another episode of the Healing Poetic Expression Series. This podcast is brought to you by my three-part Poetic Expression Series book. And so here we are, the Healing Poetic Podcast, and it's another week. This week's subject is friendships. Yes, that was dramatic, wasn't it? (laughs) friendships. Well, how many of us have no friends? While some of us seem to just flourish with friends, it is a type of ship many desire. We all need a friend, at least one. You know that one good solid person you can rely on and can rely on you? Well, as a young child, I felt like I had no friends to eventually feeling like I had lots of friends. When I was a little girl, I was tomboyish. Around 11 or 12, I was becoming less tomboyish, but still hung around with a lot of boys. And to be honest, was just more comfortable around boys. Some of my experiences with girls were rough to them wanting to fight me for no reason, to being told what I thought I was, to a variety of other reasons. It caused me to really not want to deal with girls. And I grew to a woman that didn't want to be around other women or have friendships with other women. But one thing I can tell you is, I didn't like the woman I was So, of course, it would be difficult for me to like others, right? Additionally, my energy sent for those incompatible ones, and it was drastic for me and them. There were some amazing women in friendships that I've built over the years. Women who felt felt I could be vulnerable and honest and broken in front of without judgment or my biz getting in the streets or them using it once they became salty or we parted ways. Amazing women who supported, loved, and honored our friendships. My friendships with men have mostly been lasting and healthy. But at some point, I had to do a serious inventory of the people I was calling friends people never got placed in categories in my life. At one point, I deemed every person I came into contact with as super friend. (laughs) Everybody got a cape. Everybody was my bestie. Everybody was my friend. Even as I recall this, I can't do anything but laugh. It's hard to understand something you don't understand. So what I mean is, my mom's words to me were, you ain't got no friends, I'm your friend, your sister is your friend. Well, let me tell you without telling you, this was false, negative, no, no, wrong. She certainly wasn't my friend, she was my mom. Clear, you got it? Okay, capiche. And my sister, well, 
we weren't necessarily friends. We did sisterly things occasionally, but always knew it didn't resemble friends. You know, as I continued to encounter people, I never realized as a young child that I was seeking um, validation and acceptance. And then when I got older, I had received some advice, some advice from my uncle about friends. He said, watch for one word. I said, what's the one word, uncle? He said, loyalty. People who are loyal are people that you can call friend. However, I don't think I got the full story. You know, the full, full one. (laughs) Because I've had people be loyal to me and then, you know, they hit the switch. You know, the non-loyal switch. (laughs) Look, I've done it to others. Others have done it to me. At one point, I got frustrated and I wouldn't make any new friends. I was sure picking the wrong people. Well, so I thought. Some friendships crashed and burned and we went our separate ways to never speak again. To some friendships flourishing into over 15, 20, 25, and one friend of nearly 40 years. Most of my dearest and closest friends have had longevity. And although I've had amazing acquaintances, as I call them, they do not get the title. I was handing out friendship badges like crazy. You get a friendship badge. You get a friendship badge. I was Oprah. I was doing Oprah friendship stuff. (laughs) But you know, some people were hateful and judgmental, broken, jealous, envious, self-absorbed, needy, and just takers. I may have fell in these categories to others myself, yet I had to do some serious evaluations. Oh yeah, serious. I'm naturally drawn to people with painful stories, typically connecting about our past traumas and pain. Ooh, it was soft and fuzzy, just cozy. But what I've also done is project my pain on others. We weren't friends. We were targets to each other to release trauma and then inflict pain on one another. No, no, don't get me wrong. This was not on purpose, but it happened nonetheless. If you have hurt, traumatized, negative pity party friends, there is no one to tell you to stop. Hey, stop this shit. This is madness. This pity party. (laughs) I remember my first non-negative, non-trauma, non-jealous. Well, you get it by now. The friend that wasn't attracted to my negative pity party having asked. She entered my life with the pen, busting the balloons. She held some patience with me. Man, she was brutally honest. Loving, caring, and supportive, but she had boundaries. In fact, it was my first time experiencing a friend 
with boundaries. And I was, I don't know, mid to late 20s. At the time, the lesson wasn't clear. It just felt different. Clearly, a new experience and friendship. My very best friend had been two men and my childhood girlfriend. They didn't really have boundaries. They rarely corrected me. The only thing they committed to was projecting their masculine energy and being big brothers. The two male friends, that is. (laughs) Throughout my life, I've called people friends that I didn't deserve and some that didn't deserve me. And even as I use the word deserve and say it with conviction, I also know the lessons in it. However, what if this was taught? And what I mean is how to attract attract the best type of friends, how to become the best type of friend. As I believe in lessons, I also believe in blessings of having all the tools you need at the onset. I can't say all of my friendship lessons have been pleasurable as I feel deeply and strongly it has downright sucked at times. However, in this season of my life, I'm way less likely to develop new friendships without examining, without taking time to really watch and pay attention and be intuitive. I just weigh it all. I consider whether peace or temporary encounters is more important. And I pretty much choose peace. Peace and solitude get first prize. (laughs) I'm a good friend, a good person. I give of myself knowledge, resources, time, love, energy, and of course, loyalty. If I call you friend, it is a privilege. This is not a boast or a statement to pat myself on the back. It is truth. I like the friend who still remains my friend that taught me about boundaries, respect, love, honesty, no judgment, and exhibited loyalty. Is a treasure in friendship. I haven't always been able to say this. I've been a gossiper, liar, jealous, and mean. It's not my character, but I've had moments of these attributes. I believe good girlfriends are vital. I just believe and know you will attract unhealthy and unmeaningful friendships if you don't do some inner work. Deep inner work. Concentrating on who you are, who you want to be. So that that energy is what people see and feel. I've learned throughout the years that some people who start off as friends ultimately become family. I've had so many instances of this being the case. People that I call brother and people that I call sister. 
because that's just how it is sometimes. It works out that way. If you don't have that naturally, sometimes you're blessed with those people to come into your life and be those things to you. Are we teaching young people how to be a good friend? Are we teaching young people what being a good friend looks like? For any friend that I've hurt, for any friend that feels that I've done them wrong, I openly apologize here on my podcast. For any encounter or wrongdoing or negativity that you've encountered. But cherish your friends. Hold on to your friends. Friends are forever family. And as always, I'm going to share a piece that talks about friendship. It talks about my idea, my belief, and what friendship looks like. I'll be reading from my second book, The Depths of My Soul Healed Through Love and Empowerment. And this piece is entitled, The Garden. Her bloom was beautiful and grows tall. She started off somewhat sheltered where she really thrived. The one to call when the struggle was real. A beautiful clematis she is that needs full sun. When I'm stressed and need that relief, I'm calling on the one that's extremely blessed. Her lavender buds have grown to new heights. She needs full sunlight. You are popular and elegant, able to withstand more than people realize. You are deep and thirst not. The beautiful calla lily who is low maintenance, you excel in or out, up or down, cold or hot and bring great value to the full garden. We never know what we are going to get from you. A ball of excitement, laughter, and chatter from bright and beautiful to light and refreshing, you are our sweet pea. Your honesty is no joke. You need little pampering and will continue to grow. You never let the shade from the trees affect your height. All petals full bloom with radiant colors. No covering or altering in any way. All soil good. A full and vibrant garden from morning glories to lilacs, perennials to orchids. I'm excited to call them my friends. A garden full of my loves. The women who supported and nurtured, loved and never condemned me. The radiant and vibrant flowers they are. Nothing comes close to the sisterhood reflected behind this fence. And despite the seasons that may come, that may affect how much we can grow, another sister doesn't pluck from her sister's petals. We are true stars. Our soul runs together, connected at the roots. We've blended and grown together, watched me wither and grow bigger. This garden, you see, is comprised 
of you. And that's that piece. If you grab this book and support, at the end of each piece in my second book, I give a short synopsis and summary of where that piece came from to give you just a little bit more understanding where I was when I wrote that piece. So here's why I ask for your support. Here's where I ask for you to support my books if you haven't already. And even if you have, I ask that you look at my books as gifts to others for any special occasion or birthday or holiday. Your support helps me to continue to do the work that helps others be inspired and empowered, grow and obtain knowledge and information and resources from someone who has lived through a lot of these things. So, friendships are wonderful. Sisterhood and sisterships are great. During the course of my life, I have had friendships and sisterships that have been so amazing. But I can tell you, I can tell you with all experience that most people that I've had that I've been able to say that about friends, most of them were passing through. So we have to know who's seasonal and who's a lifer. And that's okay if they're seasonal. Take what you can in terms of the lessons and the love while you have them. The lifers are just, just that. They are your lifers. Some people are lessons. Some people are just there for whatever season you're going through or they're going through. Acknowledge, appreciate, and accept that. But just have healthy and loving friendships with others. I am your host, Kia McLean, and this was the Healing Poetic Podcast. I hope you'll support, share, and be encouraged and inspired by the words I share today. I go in peace.